right, kids, gather around the fire once more, get nice and warm. We've got another playoff bracket episode coming at you. As always, I'm your host, Dylan Jeffrey, and with me, as pretty much always, we've got co-host Cody. Yes, sir. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Lovely audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're too kind. <laughs> um, we just wrapped up the left side of the bracket, so we just saw uh, we just saw Luigi's Honor's Mansion, the Fellowship of the Court, Thrash, and the Great Ones all punch their ticket into the Elite Eight. So now we're going to see who on that right side of the bracket follows suit. Um, you know, since we've got so much to talk to, let's just hop right on into it. Um, starting off that first matchup, we've got Moron Tropics. They finished with a regular season record of 33-2. and two. Their team is uh, point guard, downtown, funky stuff, Malone, coffee black. He goes by any number of names. Uh, shooting guard, we've got Sidney Dean. Small forward, we've got the drunk Jack Cunningham. Power forward, we have the orange monster who stole Charles Barkley's talent, Pound. And at center, we have the uh, the Kenyan sensation, Sayla. Who are sensation. They <clears throat> the sensation? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, but I'm sure yeah, the Bold strategy. <laughs> bold strategy from those moron tropics to not just draft your dude sober. I mean, they had to get him drunk, I guess. I, I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> it's, it's in his contract. <laughs> All right. They're matching up against uh, – one of our playing victory holders, uh, the Kessel Run, 1916 record. We got uh, Lando at point, Obi-Wan at shooting guard, Han Solo at small forward. We got that big motherfucker, Jabba the Hutt, power forward, <laughs> and the slightly big motherfucker, center, Chewie. <laughs> right <They're> on. <laughs> and there's the, they're going to have to weigh the options. It depends on the coach, really, but uh, whether or not you see having that play-in game under your belt is a bad thing because you're tired and you're playing an extra game or whether it helps you really come in hitting the ground running. And uh, I think of the two play in teams, I think the Kessel run came in running a little bit hotter than the Monstars for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Absolutely. And uh, that's not just because they unjustly defeated them earlier this season, Dylan. Uh <laughs> Oh, we will. We will. Not really, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> playing teams. You know, sometimes some uh, low-key stars get born out of that. I remember uh, D'Angelo Russell with Ohio State. I mean, he came off a playing team, uh, got into the tournament. I think he made it. I think Ohio State made it to at least Sweet Sixteen, Elite Eight that year. Pretty far. I think Much so. better run than anybody expected. So we'll have to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> but. For sure. Castle Run playing with a little bit of momentum. A uh, quick flashback of how they like to play. Uh, it's, it's pretty quick early on through Han. He pulls that trigger early. If they can slow it down, if they can get into their, uh, their half-court offense, Jabba setting the screen. Chewie is an animal on the inside. Obi-Wan's pretty smart but doesn't bring too much more than play calling. And Lando's sort of the X factor at point guard. If he's got, a, if he has a good game, they stand a chance against a lot of teams. But oh, all that being said, <laughs> this Moron Tropics team is nasty. 
Yeah. <laughs> they are exceptional. Uh, they only lost two games in the regular season. One of them, speaking of unjust defeats, was, <laughs> was to the number three seed, the Wildcats, who we will get into later in this very show. That was pretty we are, we are as bitter as Coffee Black today, Dylan. <laughs> Oh, I love it. If they make it to the final, uh, there's definitely going to be some coffee sponsorship ad reads going on. (laughs) Coffee Black. But uh, that team, they only lost the two games they lost were one to the Wildcats, and it was early. They were still playing, still playing pretty selfish basketball. They hadn't really figured out their groove. And their other one was to the undefeated team, Luigi's Honors Mansion, who goes without saying everyone lost to. Yeah, no shame there. No. But uh, how that moron Tropics team like to line up to you, Cody? Watching them, I didn't get to see them too much this season. You lie. <laughs> <laughs> you love this team. You're all about this team. I'd say they're your second favorite team in the whole league. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> Just a little inside baseball there. Yeah, you know, man, I mean, throughout the season, you saw Pound take a step back. I mean, a lot of their issues early on, well, for a 33-2 and two team, you wouldn't want to say they have issues. But <laughs> <laughs> Very true. But if they had any issues, it was the ego of Pound, man. I mean, he just wanted to do it all, didn't trust Coffee, didn't trust Jack, of course. And that was <laughs> a big problem with the team is everybody trusting Jack, knowing that he can shoot those threes inebriated. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> – you almost don't even want to give him the ball, man. It's like, you know, you always hear uh, your shitty friends say shit like, oh, I drive better when I'm drunk. But when this guy says he plays better when he's drunk, he means it. Me? Whether or not he should be arrested for that, that's not for me to decide. This is not a political podcast. We're talking basketball. So, <laughs> <laughs> But that's definitely definitely what took most of the team a long time to get over. I mean, I, I can imagine being in that locker room and you you look over. And your your starting small forward pulls a fifth of vodka out of his jacket pocket and just starts tanking it like it's Gatorade. And you're like, ooh. But by the fifth uh, turnover that induced vomit, I mean, you know, Jack Cunningham, he had a lot to make up for. That's all I'm trying to say. (laughs) Not only did did he have to build the trust of everyone else, he actually had to learn to perform. (laughs) (laughs) He had to trust himself. (laughs) <laughs> he had a real redemption arc and honestly this team goes oddly enough as jack cunningham goes <laughs> and those, those two pretty early season losses uh he wasn't doing so hot but he found his stride he figured out his perfect level of pre-gaming to do and uh he's posting up and he's slamming that three down really it was it was coffee black who came through and helped him out helped the team trust him because he's used to playing in that semi-pro league where everyone's drunk as shit for every game. Yeah, he didn't understand the big deal, Coffee Black. He was like, just pass him the ball. Trust him, man. Like, what? I, <laughs> I've seen a guy win a game with a granny shot. Like, <laughs> anything can happen. Anything. But yeah, uh, can't forget the ego of Sidney Dean, man. That's just egos on this team. That's the, uh, that's the thing. It, they're that good, though. That's, that's what's led them to this record. But that is, you know, not making any future predictions, but that could lead to an upset later down the line is the egos. I feel like a guy who's not, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Who's a Salad? Salad. Salad. 
uh, over here at center. He, <laughs> he's got no. He's, he's a quiet guy, right? I mean, I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't do my homework. <laughs> but I'm confident he's a quiet guy. Of of the egos on this team, which are pretty large, uh, I'm not even sure he knows what the word ego means. Uh, he's just sort of hanging out, <laughs> playing <All right>. game. <laughs> So who was it that it was his uh, mentor in that movie? It was Kevin Bacon, right? It was Kevin Bacon. Man. If Kevin Bacon believes in this kid, that's all you need to hear. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. But uh, I feel like we've uh, we discussed the Kessel round. What do you think of these matchups, though, man? This is the new this is the new thing to discuss. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, at point. It's not even close. More on tropics take it because I mean, Lando can play well. He's more of a chemistry pick, and Coffee Black is the kind of player where he can just not pass the ball and they still win the game. Like, it's especially against a, I don't want to say an inferior team, but against a team with no basketball players on it, I don't know. There's, there's no way Coffee Black doesn't come out hot in the first quarter, and Lando just can't keep up with them. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that for sure. I think to discredit um, our number two seed more on Tropics with Sidney Dean on Obi-Wan, that's a bad matchup for him, man. Sidney, you know, he's used to being the manipulator. He's used to running his game. He's used to knowing exactly how things are going to play out. All Obi-Wan has to do is one flick of that wrist, man, with that (laughs) Jedi mind trick. And suddenly Sidney's not so sure of himself. That's going to be one to watch in this game. That's going to be big. And I do – I do wonder, uh, since I agree with you, I think I don't think Sydney can hang with him mentally. I wonder how that affects the Moron Tropics game plan. Because to be honest with you, one less loudmouth ball hog on this team probably makes them a better team. <laughs> <laughs> Obi Wan mistakenly just makes them better. It could happen. <laughs> There's a shot. I mean, if Sydney's not clapping and calling for the ball every single play. Maybe maybe they get into yeah. they get the formation a little bit better. They get pound the ball inside. Sailor gets a few more points, and everyone stays happy. So, I mean, it maybe would be the worst mistake Obi-Wan has ever made, but it may cost them this game. <laughs> <laughs> so it's up there, but it, it's not that high up there. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, got a, what do you think of this matchup, man? We got Han Solo and Jack Cunningham. They may be trading drinks. I don't know. I know Star Wars is a little more PG back then, but I could see Han drinking behind the scenes, right? He seems like an alcoholic. Oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> He's a big drinker, and there's no way that's not canon. I definitely see. <laughs> I see a little bit of a uh, little bit of Jack Cunningham. He's wearing like way too high of athletic socks, and everyone's confused because he looks weird. But it's because he's stuffing airplane bottles in him. So that he can get <laughs> drunk through the game. Absolutely. And I definitely well, – man. He, he, he had one of the highest scoring games of our season, man, when he, when he got real drunk, and he doesn't remember it at all. You ask him about it. He said, we played who when I scored how many? <laughs> <laughs> it was some Clay Thompson shit, man. They had to sit him in the fourth because they were just like, fuck, dude, you're just – you're hitting everything. It's not fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> they sat him in the fourth. I will say he's one of uh, one of our this team more on tropics. It's one of the best teams to give the post game interviews. Our uh, our journalists get a lot of quality words out of this team. 
Absolutely. Jack Cunningham doesn't remember most of them. I definitely yeah. <laughs> see with that, with that small forward matchup, I think Cunningham nails a, a corner three in Han Solo's face and then just sort of like pulls out an airplane bottle to toast his own victory. And Han's like, what's that? And then they just stay in the corner and drink for at least a whole half. Oh, yeah. Han, Han's an enabler, man. He, <laughs> <laughs> he's not helping Jack in that situation. Not in the way, you know, maybe in the way the coach would like, but not in the way the uh, morality would. I agree. So, I mean, looking at it, honestly, defensively, I mean, the Kessel run has taken two of the moron tropics most of the way out of the game here with, uh, with Obi-Wan doing his mind tricks and Han doing his mind drinks. I was trying to do a rhyme there. It didn't work. <laughs> That's <all right. laughs> Let's stick to what we do best. We're not poets, damn it. <laughs> we're analysts. We're, we're sports analysts. <laughs> Is there is there a better matchup, man, at the power forward position than Pound and Jabba the Hutt? You know? Is there a better matchup for the Moron Tropics? You mean? <laughs> Jabba can't get up and down the court more than three times a quarter. And Pound can dunk from the half-court line. That's a very good point. <laughs> In, a, in my head, I was like, they're both monsters, but you make a very strong case. <laughs> or as athletic monsters. If there was no shot clock, I think it's an excellent matchup. But If Java would fuck around and do a sit-up every now and then, you know, maybe this Kessel Run team wouldn't have to be in the play-in. <laughs> and that brings us to the center position. We've got the very loud, very obnoxious. If we could understand his trash talking, he'd probably get a few more technical fouls a game <laughs> against the strong, silent salad. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm running with that one, folks. <laughs> so, what do, you, what do you think of that, man? I don't know. I mean, I is- Chewie's got to dominate that, right? Chewie is a lockdown defender. I think. I mean, Sailor's six ten. I think we had Chewie at seven and a half. <laughs> we might have even been like giving a little at that. I don't know. He may be taller. <laughs> Could be taller. And those, he's definitely got one of those Anthony Davis wingspans that's way longer than he is tall. So, I now mean, does, does Pound take the front court though? Is Pound enough to say? Does he outweigh? Chewy's outweighing of Sela. Sela, I think so. I think yeah. when you look at it strictly matchup for matchup, I think it oddly favors the Kessel run because of the mind tricks and the drinking and Chewy. But once the game actually starts, I agree. I mean, Jabba can't keep up with Pound, and then it's Pound and Sela versus Chewy, and that's too much for even Chewy to handle inside. Hmm. And then once Coffee Black doesn't have to pass the ball that much because Sidney Dean and Jack Cunningham are out of the game, he can really get into his scoring game. And yeah, he, I think they pull away not as early as everyone expected. This is the kind of game that, you know, like true fans of the game can like appreciate the first quarter, but then ah, by halftime, uh, pretty, yeah, pretty much everyone has agreed that this game, this game is going to go the way the moron tropics. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I even with the canceling out of a shooting guard and small forward, if that happens, mm. I see Coffee Black, man. He, he even in this uh, 
Yeah, man. E- even by halftime, I'm thinking he's got like 20 points at least, and that's he, being humble. <laughs> 20 if he's recognizing the mismatch down low with Pound and Sela and getting some getting some dimes. Yeah, exactly. He could, he could be. He's quickly approaching a double double by halftime. He's at 20, and he's probably. I think he's got six assists. I could see that for sure. <clears throat> and that's I mean, him. Playing- I think about it, I just can't see. With Pound covering the paint, maybe playing like a slash center, you know, power forward slash. Uh, I don't even see Chewbacca getting up the numbers that we're used to seeing from him, man. And that's what really brought them into this tournament in the first place. Yep. He is far and away their guy. And, I mean, Pound and Sailor, they're not phenomenal defensive picks, but they're big bodies in there, and he's outnumbered. And Chewie's not a great offensive player. He's really – he's just bigger than most people and tougher, so he gets those bully ball baskets. I don't think he can bully pound around that much. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's – I mean, by halftime, this one's – more on Tropics are up by 10 or 12. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Max uh, at 20 and 6. Pound and Sailor are each approaching 10, maybe like 8 and 7. They're, Pound's getting a little unhappy about not getting the ball too much, but they're winning, so it's not, it's not boiling over. Right. <laughs> Very nice. I mean, getting on into that third, how, how do you think the Kessel Run coach approaches this halftime speech? I mean, the Kessel Run coach being Obi-Wan. Oh. <laughs> Look, man, nobody listens to the Kessel Run coach, first of all. <laughs> You really think Jabba and his freaking uh, bounty hunters listen to Obi-Wan ever? Uh, Obi-Wan, his strategy probably works. He's like, let's get them all heated. Let's get them mad at each other. Let's let them crumble from the inside, just like the Jedi Republic. Too soon? I think not. (laughs) Oh, my word. (laughs) Obi-Wan dropping bombs. No one On himself, really? No one in the locker room gets it because none of them are paying him any attention. <laughs> none, of, none of them were alive back then, so they're just like, yeah, okay. Obi's a history buff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't – even by the, for, by the fourth quarter, man, when it's coming down to, to clutch time, there's no need for it. I mean, Coffee is just dribbling for 20 seconds, just having fun. Maybe throws pound a bone just to keep him – temperamental yeah throws him a couple alley-oops or something by that point man i think lando's out i think lando is playing some real half-assed ball Mm -hmm. uh i don't see i see jabba just huffing and puffing at best (laughs) (laughs) i see halfway through the fourth quarter jabba's not even breathing heavily anymore because he's not trying anymore He's just hanging out in the offensive paint, just picking up three-second mileage. <laughs> <laughs> just every when time get, they get the ball. With, like, five minutes left in the game, man, I see it. I mean, it's insurmountable. They're down by, like, 30. <laughs> by this point, I'm nearly sure. Um, and you know what? Obi- Obi-Wan just looks at Han Solo and just says, unleash it, man. Just go out there and shoot. And in the truest J.R. Smith fashion, he nails like four threes in a row where it doesn't count. <laughs> My God. When it's- so I, think, uh, <laughs> I think final score here, man, it's like 80 to 61. It's, yeah, and it's I think 
61 is just because Han Solo ropes off 12 unanswered points <laughs> at the end of the game. Yeah. No one's even watching anymore. Well, no one's even playing defense on him. He's just, he's just shooting around, man. <laughs> Coffee Black's just trying to dunk, so he's just hanging out on, on the other side of the court. He's not even tracking back anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> Han's taking transition threes like Reggie Miller, and it's they're going in. Nice comparison. <laughs> beautiful analyst work <laughs> that's what we're all about here at starting five but yeah i fully agree i think the kessel run had a good run but they just got they got outgunned and outmanned completely by moron tropics that's that's moron getting through i do think this is another thing to look out for later on the Kessel Run just didn't have the talent to pull it off, but they've they've shown the blueprint of how you beat this Moron Tropics team. Exactly. So. You're getting ahead. Somebody better copy-paste Obi-Wan's strategy, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. We got a uh, – you had an interview, didn't you, with uh, Chewbacca post-game? What, is, what did Chewbacca <laughs> have to say for us, Dylan? <laughs> what is this attempt? <laughs> What bus are you trying to throw? I hear you have a direct quote from <laughs> Chewbacca. <laughs> I was smart enough to not go into the locker room after a loss because, sure. as as, uh, as we all know, Wookiees don't handle defeat particularly well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, our sideline journalist was stupid enough to go in. And uh, you know what? She actually can't write down what Chewie said because you know what Wookiees do when they lose games. <laughs> they rip people's arms off. <laughs> Luckily for the Kessel Run, they were already eliminated because this kind of activity would have definitely seen them get disqualified. Luckily for the starting five, that was just an intern. I mean, we could have lost someone important. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> We didn't lose our Doris Burke or anything. We just no. lost some stupid PA. If anything, we lost Stephen A. Moving on. <laughs> Hot damn. Co-host Cody's firing shots at everybody. I, I don't give a flying – except for Chewbacca. Love you, buddy. You know, you know what it is. That's a little insider between the two of us. <laughs> oh, you got inside jokes? Yeah. <laughs> Lord. All right. Um – on to that next matchup, we've got six versus 11. Six, we've got uh, yet another Star Wars team. This is a prequel team, the High Ground. They wrapped up the season with a 29-6 and six record. Uh, they got the higher seed by tiebreaker head-to-head with Menace Apprentice, who was uh, the seventh seed, who uh, got the 29-6. and six. But uh, they got over them just because they beat them earlier in the season. We got lineup for the High Ground. Uh, point guard, we've got Young Yoda which is a relative thing to say because he's still quite old. <laughs> uh, shooting guard, equally young Obi-Wan. Small forward, Darth Sidious, a dark pick. Uh, power forward, a powerful man, Mace Windu. And at center, we have the fully reconstituted six-foot-four robot-legged Darth Maul. <laughs> All right, and don't laugh, but here's who they're going against. I feel bad for these boys, man. <laughs> uh, they're going against the Marauders. Uh, made their way to 23-12. and 12. Uh, Similar situation here. Just squeaked by their uh, comparable team in the Harry Potter universe uh, just from a tiebreaker head-to-head earlier in the season. 
mm-hmm. just like Star Wars prequels. Weird. Crazy it's like someone happened. made these up. <laughs> <laughs> nope. At point, guard, we got, <laughs> at point guard, we got the chosen one's dad. Uh, so our dads are jealous. Uh, James Potter. Uh, <laughs> shooting guard. We got oh so serious black. He's a dog. He's a dog. That's right. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say in defense of them today. In honor of Isaac. Uh, small forward, we got Remus Lupin, uh, who may or may not bring out the wolf. <laughs> Power forward, I don't know how to say it. I'm a terrible analyst. Olymp Maxime, I think. <laughs> That's what my sources have told me. She does. She's not Thank a really daddy, so she I doesn't talk much to me, anyway. Not to me. <laughs> and at center, we've got big burly man. We got Hagrid, man. Great center, wonderful center. Wonderful. So they had him figured out, man. I mean, they they've been on a losing streak. This Marauders team. Just to quickly jump in. Oh yeah. I mean, they got to about what well, like a like a fifteen six or something. It's not a really good record early on, but people started figuring out, man, it's all Hagrid. It's all Hagrid and uh, Maxime on the inside. When, especially these uh, bigger, batter uh, front courts just had to know that Hagrid's not too mobile as long as you don't stiffen up in the paint. Done. I fully agree. I was about to say, they've, they've got one of the, one of the most inflated records in the tournament, which is, a little tough for 23 and 12, but I mean, almost all 23 of those wins just came against teams that couldn't handle playing against two people who are, I believe, 11 and a half feet tall. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and I don't blame most of those teams of normal human beings for not being able to beat that. But uh, you look at that backcourt, I mean, all year, uh, Remus Lupin has not been able to go werewolf. There's been some, we're up and down on the regulation. And then one time he was allowed to, but then he didn't show up to the game. So, I mean, he's been, he's been pretty hit or miss. But I'm the little insider information, uh, I've been told in the pregame that, that he is full werewolf right now. So, oh, God. If he Hopefully hops in, we sent an intern to get that, that scoop. <laughs> Yet again, we're saving Doris Burke's life. We're not sending her any of these lives. <laughs> but uh, now right now, Remus is, he's full werewolf for the playoffs. Playoff Rondo has shown up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a werewolf. <laughs> so now the team hasn't gotten a ton of practice in playing with the werewolf, and we're not sure really what he can bring, but... Now they have pretty much four monsters on the, on the court right now. If Sirius Black is, you know, back and forth when no one's paying attention, turning into, turning into the, the dog. So <clears throat> this team is, uh, they, they haven't practiced too well or too often with it, but they're kind of, they're showing up as well as they can show up right now. Um, this is their shot. They're swinging for the fences. Remus is either going to kill everyone in attendance or he's going to get a triple-double. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other, okay? <laughs> and, you know, we, have, we do have reassurance from uh, James and Sirius that if Remus starts going into a bloodthirsty rage, they know how to calm him down. They, uh, they've accepted the risk. They will just play a man down. 
if it comes to that. But they're uh, they're really hoping that Remus can bring them that edge in this game. Good for the fascinating scoop, man. Good for the Marauders. Awful convenient that they would be at their best for this sixth seed matchup. Because, I mean, look, dude. I mean, <laughs> the force is no joke. I Next starting five, we may have to take a look at the rule book, man. Because I know... <laughs> Because force users are dominating this league. Not as much as you might have thought, but still, I mean, they all earned a spot, at least at the play-in into the tournament. Nah. That's four teams. That's all have force users. I mean, they all found it's telling. And we're, I mean, with the high ground, we're looking at some <clears throat> powerful force users. We're not just looking at some people who, like, casually have it. A couple of force pushes here and there. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking at, oh, my God. I mean, we've got Yoda, Obi-Wan. Darth Sidious is, I believe, the most powerful Force user. <laughs> well, it's not like they all go up to, like, a freaking punching bag and, you know, they document, like, the what would it be, the PSI? I don't even PSI, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if they did. But I would agree with that statement. <clears throat> if they did do that, I mean – Mace Windu and Darth Maul would be pretty close to punching the shit out of that bag. <laughs> Mace Windu is an absolute force. He's been a revelation on this team this season. Coming in a power forward, he puts in the vast majority of their points. I mean, just bullying people out of the way, jumping over every obstacle. He struggles with – he's got foul trouble uh, in every single game. So, it's definitely something to look out for. He's a little unhinged uh, when it gets down to it. He has no problem picking up some hard fouls early. But oh, – yeah, definitely. But, some uh, might say that he crosses the line. <laughs> <laughs> Anakin <laughs> might say he crosses <laughs> the line. <laughs> but we'll get to him later. Yeah, man, barring, barring gray areas on the whole light side, dark side thing, I mean, you got Yoda and Darth Sidious, uh, two, if there's a better matchup, light side versus dark side, on the same team. Mm. Now, these six losses, that comes from a I, – I, you know, I'd hate to say it. I know <laughs> we all want to see a perfect game. We, all, we want to see no forced errors. We just want to see the better man. But a lot of it comes from button heads here, and it's not even an ego thing, man. It's just it's, – it's nature – it's the force, as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just who these characters are. They uh, they can't be anyone else. <laughs> yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, the... Every game, when he when he makes a dunk or something, he looks right at Obi Wan and he slaps his metal legs. He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's what you gave me." <laughs> <laughs> he definitely. Uh... When they go into the locker room at halftime, they actually have figured out they've brought a partition to all away games because at home they have two separate locker rooms. <laughs> for, their, for their travels, they have to bring a partition because Darth Maul and Darth Sidious really rile each other up and that works out. And Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Mace Windu rile each other up and that works out. But when they are in the same confined space, they just have such completely different game plans and they really go after each other. Darth Maul is always bringing up Qui-Gon Jinn, and then Obi-Wan just goes to that next level, and then it's a full fight. And so yeah, man. 
I mean, three of those losses, uh, they just didn't come out in the second half because they were in a full-blown fight in the locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Some of of their defensive stats are blown a little out of proportion because for those three games, I mean, the other team weren't there, man. 115 points in the second, <laughs> in the third and fourth quarters because they were lucky for, <laughs> <laughs> lucky for the fans that was about halfway through the season and we just got to hope they can hold it together for this 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 tournament well, I mean, the hatred here dude it's just it's nearly a family tree of hatred you got darth maul he hates darth sidious they're on the same dark side of the force but Maul has hated Sidious ever since he whooped his apprentice all those years ago, and him. Uh, Sidious doesn't like Maul because he's a threat, you know, to the galaxy. He's kind of got like a Dooku thing going on, if you guys would be more apt with that. Um, Mace Windu, of course he's got beef with Sidious. I mean, Sidious killed him. Don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't let him know, but he, he <laughs> somewhere in his mind. He's like, he's something-, like I, something, something about you. Someone rubs yeah. me the wrong way with you. You were like thing. wrinklier, and I see just like little sparks. I don't <laughs> something. When Maybe I, I see some water, <laughs> <clears throat> but I mean, the team definitely survives almost strictly off of talent because the, they have no team chemistry. I mean, Yoda and Sidious both understand from very different vantage points that winning is the only thing that matters. And so they yeah. they sort of rein in their own players, but we're talking about two separate teams playing on one yeah. team here. It's, it's dual coaching, man. It's yeah. I mean, they both know how to talk to their respective players, as you put it. Feelings aside, let's get into basketball, all right? <laughs> man, and there, there are a lot of feelings to wade through with this team. Their, their feelings are most of their basketball. <laughs> <laughs> but let's hop in. Let's get into some matchups. And I mean – Frankly, just the way that the Marauders, they were inflated for a while, and then now, now that they're playing their hottest basketball, at least potential-wise, they're sort of reaching their ceiling. Going to go up against a team that is sort of fit to crack at any moment, this one comes out close. Um, definitely, I see point guard. I mean, Yoda beats the hell out of James Potter in the mental game. And in the physical game. <laughs> Which James Potter is just embarrassed. I mean, Harry's looking from the sidelines like, oh, Dad, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Don't even bother coming home, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking stay on the court, Father. <laughs> Dad, you may as well have come home a Hufflepuff. No? <laughs> Credit to the meme I sent Dylan a day ago. <laughs> Quality. Um, <laughs> At shooting guard, we've got the dog, Sirius Black. And uh, he's going up against <sighs> Obi-Wan. <laughs> and, this is, and this is near perfect Obi-Wan, okay? This is like before all the mistakes eat him alive and he just becomes a shell of himself. This Boy. is I'm about to murder General Grievous and Anakin Obi-Wan. <laughs> this is one movie. I take down two of the biggest enemies that the Force has ever seen <laughs> in one quick shot. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, Sirius can be a dog all he wants, man. It's just... <laughs> in this yard, Obi-Wan's the big dog, I gotta say. I, I like that matchup for Obi-Wan. 
fully agree. And so, I mean, that just in the full court offense, it's not even close. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the high ground are running laps around them. Small forward, we've got a Darth Sidious going up against a werewolf. I mean, we now we have I think- no, no reporting on the werewolf. We don't know what he can do. We don't know what he's capable of. I mean, he could really come out hot, but I think he's going to come out rusty, a little raw one way or another. So, I, mean, I don't know, man. I'm, I may preemptively give that werewolf, give that to the werewolf, man, because we know that Dodge Sidious has some anger issues. I mean, he, he uses those anger issues. He loves the anger. <laughs> <laughs> but is it good for basketball all the time? No. No. Not all the time. I may see – I Sidious might get himself – double text man and out of there he might just fire off a lightning bolt like the 10th time the werewolf takes the ball out of his hands <laughs> i want 100 percent to break form a little bit from the matchups and just get into that first quarter i think you're right i think sidious gets teed up once in the first quarter just because i mean this marauders team sees that their their matchup that they like is that werewolf and they're they're going full-blown Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, they're just giving Giannis the ball and getting the fuck out, clearing the lane, removing anybody from the dunker spot. I mean, Hagrid Absolutely. and Maxime hardly even come up the floor on offense. <laughs> and, and that werewolf is yamming all over Darth Sidious. Yeah, <laughs> I see that. I see, I see him fall to his back and just say, no, wait, please (laughs) and then just shoot the fucking lightning out man i'm telling you it's coming i think it probably comes i think it probably comes after halftime you know i think so i think they go back there for halftime yoda's trying to calm him down and darth sidious is like yoda i don't ever know what the fuck you're trying to tell me bro (laughs) he zaps yoda real quick he starts firing him off and yoda just shakes it off because he's like you know he sees it coming of course because he's you can He's fucking Yoda. I mean, <laughs> but <clears throat> God, I, think, I think that third quarter, as soon as they start, I mean, with uh, the werewolf bringing up the ball, just shoulder bumps. All it takes, just a sh- little shoulder bump on Sidious for a dunk. Zap. Sidious yeah. is out of the game. Fully agree. And that's a, that's a strong force user. Not a great athlete, but a strong force user. Gone. Now the numbers are even more off the side of, of the dark side. So, I mean, Darth Maul is the only one out there. So everybody's yeah. playing good guy ball. And as that third quarter wears on, he doesn't care for that shit. Not one bit at all. <laughs> no, he keeps him. trying to work in his dirty play, man. He gets, he gets a flagrant too in the fourth <laughs> quarter, I think. I think as it gets on, he sort of holds out, but then – once I mean, Hagrid once catches him with up. a block or something. I mean, <laughs> he, <laughs> he doesn't like that shit. He thinks he's got Hagrid figured out. Hagrid surprises us a little. Hagrid steps away from the basket just, just a little bit, just to clear the lane. We get to see Hagrid in, in the, you know, not all the way at the basket. We get to see him step away a little bit. His basketball IQ is a little bit higher than we gave him credit for. Darth yeah. Maul flagrant twos the shit out of him, throws <laughs> a fun spinning like no handed cartwheel kick that uh only catches you know right right in about the tummy region of Hagrid because he can't get up quite 11 and a half feet 
I mean, the refs were over there deliberating if we should invent a flagrant three. Like, that should, like maybe we just remove them from the game. But, you know, in this league, we got, we got to be a little more giving than that. The fans want to see these teams at their best. They've already lost Sidious. You know, this is tournament regular season. Darth Maul will be out of there. Oh. But they're going to let him finish the game. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of booing. And uh, the Marauders coach, who is Hermione Granger, loses her fucking mind <laughs> just she bob knight throws some chairs onto the court she gets tossed from the game because she's losing it yeah man and i believe darth maul is still in this game but because he is honestly he plays he plays that mental game he gets the evil he gets the grit and once uh once the marauders don't get him ejected and once they see that the refs are just gonna let him play his evil game this game starts to slip away from him a little bit. Slip away from who? From uh, from the Marauders, I think. Right, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're in agreement here on what we're both actually watching, of course. <laughs> <laughs> glad we're watching the same streams. Yeah. <laughs> I was, this game was getting way closer than I expected. I mean, the werewolf threw a real monkey wrench into the high grounds defensive strategy. Yeah, man. I mean, but let's, you know, that lightning zap, man, really weakened him. We're seeing like a half-transformed Remus Lupin. He's a little confused. Oh. He's wondering if he's eating any children. He's feeling real guilty, um, you know. <laughs> he's not playing at his best. And by that point, I mean, we're in the fourth quarter. It's still pretty close because they've been – the Marauders hmm. have been playing with that man advantage for a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, fourth quarter, we're coming in – We'll throw out – it's about 52 to 50 right now. Uh, the high ground just barely above. And they're pulling out it's, – it's strictly the play of Mace Windu and Obi-Wan. Once Darth Sidious was gone, yeah, to see their play flip fully towards the light side. Sidious leaves Maul. He loses his competitive edge in there. Uh, and he just kind of, you know, he grabs some rebounds, throws it up the court. But he doesn't really – no more stance for Maul in that fourth quarter. It's all Yoda's strategy and Obi-Wan and Mace uh, delivering on it. Yep. Yeah. Agree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they pay us the big bucks, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Yep. <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> yeah, man. I think, uh, like, final play of this game, man. Uh, Remus Lupin, he's got – He's got like he's got like twenty, nah. He's got like thirty-two points. Okay. Oh yeah, he ate. He's got eleven assists. All right. He's, he's just, got nine rebounds. Nine of them. Okay. Wow. Okay, nine rebounds. It's winding down. You know, the shot clock is the game clock. Put it that way. All At right. just two seconds left, Mace Windu says "fuck it," you know, and just puts up a three. Remus jumps, just barely fingertips away from grabbing that triple-double rebound. It's not for the game. I mean, the score is like, uh, you know, they're winning by like 20 points by now. I don't know. No, it, it got ugly. <laughs> and the ball just – it just hits off the rim and falls to the floor, end of game. Uh, and now, listeners, you recall what would happen if Remus Lupin didn't get a triple-double. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can't get an interview from any of these guys because he just straight up ate everybody in the goddamn arena. <laughs> he just went crazy. James and Sears. Absolutely just, nuts. 
You want to Sirius talk? was barking as much of a dog as he could be, barking at Remus trying to calm him down. Dear Lord, you want to talk malice of the palace. Whew. We may not be able to have a season two. No. <laughs> <laughs> a large part of our season ticket holding fan base just uh, just passed on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they actually like the virtual seats better. They're like, <laughs> I, I think that's as up close and personal as I need to get. <laughs> Dear Lord. So, yep, I got to say it was, it was a shockingly good first quarter, but uh, the high ground took it by a good bit there at the end. <clears throat> Obi-Wan and Mace Windu finished with 20 and 10 games. Oh, yeah. Yoda – Yoda gets, I mean, 13 or 14 assists. Pretty easy. A shocking right. number of rebounds. We remember how that little man can jump around. <laughs> Surprises Haggard, absolutely. Absolutely. He's calling he foul all game. You know, Yoda's jumping off his chest, and he's just like, "Is he? <laughs> we're going to allow it. He's like, an, he's like a foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> he's bitching to the refs, and then he's like, listen, if I jumped off of his chest – would you call the foul? And the ref's like, absolutely. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Some real, like, LeBron unfairness. Like, when LeBron <laughs> elbows somebody versus someone elbowing LeBron. Exactly. They're mm -hmm. hacking Shaq in there. And once Shaq starts hacking, it's a foul. So, <laughs> whew. Well, that is, that is a wrap on the, the top right corner of the bracket. <clears throat> and based off of how long that, uh, that matchup, those two matchups took, how tough they were. We're just going to go ahead and cut this into two episodes. So uh, thanks for, thanks for listening into that first quarter uh, or that first half of the right side of the bracket. We've got quick recap. Uh, the moron tropics at the two seed handily beat the Kessel run as a 15. So moron moves on to the eight and we just have, just saw the high ground at the six take down the Marauders at the 11 two. Yeah, better games than they should have been, but still, uh, no one's bracket has been busted on this side for sure. So uh, that's that wrap on that, that first half of the right side. Hang on, because we'll be right back at you with the second half of the right side. Uh, Y'all take it easy out there. We'll be right back.